0: Ladies, Brave Enough is here to remind you that you're not alone and that you have the strength to be brave enough for one more day.
1: Now we're going to be talking about being moms or being women and maintaining friendships and how do you do that especially as a mom this
0: is a so, hard one <laughs> this is tough
1: this is tough because especially okay we're just diving in here um after i had my little bouncy bubbly baby boy um i dropped out of the social scene because as i've mentioned in previous episodes All I wanted to do was be a mom my whole life since I was a little girl. I wanted to be a mom. So I got my baby and that's all I wanted to do was care for my baby. It was he was real. And yeah, he had colic and different things. And I just put all my efforts and, you know, excitement and joy and time into caring for this child. He was my responsibility. And it's not that I just put aside friendships. I just, it wasn't on top of my list anymore.
0: Well, when they're little too, they are, it's not like play dates are really on the radar when they're still not even really moving. I mean, unless you have that best friend that you had the baby with, and your babies are within a couple months of each other. Um, you, you know, it's, it's hard. I mean, like I said, cause you're focused on taking care of that baby, taking care of yourself, recovering from the birth of the baby, uh, and possibly, you know, trying to rekindle the relationship with your husband or spouse or whatever the case may be and so it is tough in the beginning it's really easy for those friendships to fall by the wayside but as they begin to get older mm-hmm. and especially if your friends aren't having kids at the same time as you yes. then it's then it's like well how do you schedule those play dates and how do you get into those circles and then it, it continues onward I mean as they, the older they get the more involved in other activities they get and so now you're running from this activity to that activity and so it's a constant there's a constant shift, but it's always a different reason as to why Mm -hmm. there's never any time for friends. So yeah, this is, this is a great topic. I know, um,
1: seasons, there are different seasons with children. And so like you said, Larissa, when the baby, when we have babies, we are to be caring for them and spending more time with them. And I was fortunate enough to have a friend who had a child six months after I did. So Mm -hmm. her and I had a lot in common. And we would keep in contact, you know, but it wasn't a big deal to each of us. Um, If we couldn't, we understood. But I did have the other friends that were single or married and not have children. And their focus all of a sudden, or maybe my focus— completely different. And so they wanted, they called me up. They wanted me to go out with them and, you know, and I'm like, I need a babysitter. And do I really want a babysitter? I just go through all these scenarios. You know, it's tough. And then you go from that season to a toddler season where they, the child requires so much more of my time. It's not like I need to Well, I do, you know, as a a parent, as a mom, we need to take care of our children. But there comes a season where the child is soaking, is just wanting every bit of your attention. And then, you know, they even, um, you drop them off at school and they just cry because they don't want to be away from you. And then your heart just breaks. And, oh, my goodness, it's just like after all of that, you don't care about other people. It's not intentional, but it's like you just you just want to take care of your child.
0: Well, and then at the end of the day, you're so exhausted. You don't want to go out and do something. <laughs> there <laughs> I, it is. Th- this one's uh, slightly different for me and the respect that when Marley was born, I was in an isolated situation. Mm. So I didn't have, I didn't have any friends because I, I've shared on a, Previous podcast, the particular situation that I was in, that was kind of what I had been groomed to be in, and so it got to the situation where I was going to the park by myself with Marley, um, so she could play on the swings or whatever the case may be, and you know, and I, I would try to make connections with these people, but. I wasn't allowed to have these people over to the house or, you know, and most of the time I wasn't allowed to be at the park by myself. So Mm -hmm. I had, I had no friends to ignore at the time, but this became very prevalent to me when I left. And now I had this, this little child, I had moved, I had no friends. I didn't even have the skill sets to have friends anymore at this point. So, so this one really hits home for me when you're talking about this, because I, when I started making, and I'm using air quotes right now which you guys can't see but when I started trying to make friends again that was a whole new learning curve for me um but I think it holds true even for people who weren't in the same situation that I was in because now like I said it's about our children our play our our playtime our time out of the house is out with our children so now mm-hmm. we're we're wanting to be around other women, other moms that have children the same age. And so now you're trying to make friends. And I literally just told the teacher on the playground yesterday, we were making a joke about the fact that um, Marley has been wanting me to do a play date with this one little girl that um, I don't particularly care for the mom. Oh, <laughs> and so I just told Marley, I said, I said, honey, I said, unfortunately at this age, your friends are determined a lot by whether or not they're mommy's friends. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a terrible thing to admit on the air, but it's kind of true. Right? And, but that's hard though, because you want your friends to be, or you want your kids to be able to hang out with the people they want to hang out with. And don't get me wrong, this particular kid, we have had play dates with them. I have gone out with this mom and she and I get along just fine. I just want to clear the air. Um, it's just that we're not close. I don't have, I don't just feel comfortable and natural in myself around her. And so it's not what I want to pick my time. And see, and that's the other thing. It's like I the little bit of time that I have to be social and have a friendship and build a friendship. I don't want to do that with someone who doesn't strike my fancy, you know? And mm-hmm. so I- And I went through a phase when I got here, the first couple of friends that I made, um, I still hold them near and dear to my heart and we're still really good friends and we talk, but we've grown apart because as I said, I was still learning how to make friends. And because of the um, turbulent relationship that I was in, I had lost the skill set to be able to determine the types of friends that were good for me and Marley. And so, um, and when I say good, these were good people. These were not bad Mm -hmm. people. They were just people that, they didn't fulfill me. They didn't fulfill the friendship quota that was necessary for me. And um, again, I still consider them good friends. But how do you make the time? And and right. that was so hard. And so, like I said, all of my friendships had had to be centered around Marley and my activities with Marley, and that makes it really hard. Of course, and
1: I, you know, I honestly think that that's okay for a season. Mm-hmm. But there comes a time where we have to take care of ourselves, which leads me to this next part: is letting people back into our lives is really a lot harder than said, than it seems. You know, mom, a woman, or whenever we've been hurt, especially by other people, we go into this mom protective thing, not only for our children, but for us. And we're okay because we have our child. Mm -hmm. But um, there comes a time where it's healthy for us to find those friendships And that's, again, it's a journey to to find friends who you can trust that are a safe place that, you know, whether they have children or not to interact with ours, um, just to start opening up. And it's a tough thing, but it's so healthy to do. And how do you do that? How do you do that when your world is surrounded by your child? How do you break away? And when do you do that? Um, I know for me, uh, when Brandon was very little, um, I was divorced. And so I would try to do that when he was at his dad's house, first of all, because I didn't want to worry about Brandon and his safety and because it was not a, a good scenario. Um, so I needed to have something else bring my attention and bring my focus. And so I did. I And I, I went through really bad relationships, friendships, I should say, um, thought these friends were good. And then they were just after something else I had or wanted. And and then because another one didn't have a child, her focus was just like, let's find a man somewhere. And that wasn't my focus at all. Right. So I'm like, oh, this is so difficult.
0: Well, and that very season that you're talking about was a very similar season that I went to as well. Like I said, when you're trying to relearn those skills after having yeah. set, put all your focus on your child. And same scenario, I would try to have something to do, keep my mind occupied when Marley was away. And it and then when you have those friendships that don't understand what's your core values and what's important to you, then then that hurt and that distrust starts all over again. And so I, you know, I, I got a group of friends that were, they all ended up being, um, they were all single or if they weren't single, they didn't have kids, whatever the case may be. And again, great friends. I, value them, but they don't understand where my core values lie. And so it, um, you know, and th- there were some arguments and there were some, um, hurt feelings because of me putting my daughter first. And so mm-hmm. then that puts me back into that situation of trusting people and, you know, opening up to people because these people weren't valuing my feelings and what were important to me. Um, it does get better. Uh, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, there are different seasons and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's so crucial And I can say that now because I do, I have a core group of friends that is, that is, I mean, and they're, they're my everything. And as, as it would turn out, most of them do have kids that are about my daughter's age, but we don't just do stuff with our kids. Mm -hmm. We have those mommy nights out where we can go and we do escape the rooms or we go out to dinner or we have ice cream or whatever. I mean, whatever the situation might be. And we also have those moments where we can just pick up the phone and just be upset, Right, I had a bad day. My spouse is being a pain. Uh, The kids drove me absolutely batty. Whatever, whatever the situation is, we have that source. We have that somebody that we can be vulnerable with, and we can be raw with, and we can let in. Right, and it is. It's really. This is a like I said again, a really great topic, and I think it's something that we neglect. I think we neglect ourselves, and I think we neglect the importance of friendships and. You know, I just said it a minute ago. I mean, there's we pick our friends, our kids' friends, based on the people that we can be friends with. I know. And I think that is important. And I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. Obviously, there needs to be some boundaries on that. Mm -hmm. But Marley, for example, is so active. She is in piano and she's in violin and she's in theater. And so finding those Extra times to have play dates are hard because mm-hmm. when she's not rehearsing she's practicing and, and you know and when she's not doing that she's doing schoolwork and um, you know, so I think it's, like I said, trying to find the time for these people though, but I think it's important. It's not only important right. for you, but it's important for your kids, not right. necessarily because they have somebody to play with, but because mommy's healthy Right. and mommy has an outsource and mommy has somebody that she can rely on. And that makes you a healthy, stronger person. Exactly. I mean, that
1: is so crucial because again, and we say this over and over again, our children look to us. They look at us, they study us. And I I have to say, that's like my dog. It's so funny. I have a little, two Yorkies. They're her
0: kids. I told you I was going to
1: talk about my dogs throughout this. So here, here we go. I have two Yorkies and I will be doing something on the computer or watching TV or reading. And I look over and they're both staring at me. And I'm like, what? What do you want? But, you know, over time, I really, they're studying me. They're watching my every move. Now, they probably are hoping that I'll get up and give them a bone or, you know, a little treat or something, because that's what mama does. <laughs> um, I spoil them rotten. But, you know, it's just our children do the same. They study us. They watch us. And if we have healthy friendships, they're they're following suit. And sometimes it is hard for us to give away our precious time with them. Um, but uh, that one friend that I had that um, also had a child the same time that I had Brandon. Um, There was a time when I was late twenties, early thirties, probably. And she came up to me and I wasn't, wasn't doing anything, was, you know, seeing anybody. I was just, it was all me and Brandon. And she was bold enough. She was brave enough to come to me and said, Jan, you know, you've got walls around you. And they need to come down or you are going to be a hermit and you'll have no friends. And that hurt. For a long time, I'm like, how dare she say that? You know, blah, 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 blah. But I didn't realize these walls were being built around me. I was in that protective mode. And a lot of it was for me because I had been hurt so deeply by um, relationships and friendships. And, you know, I, I had had it. Enough is enough. I'm just going to pour everything I had into my child. And then I realized what a great friend she was mm-hmm. to to be bold, and brave enough to tell me that. To push you out of that
0: comfort zone. Push
1: me out of it. She loved me that much. And honestly, I haven't spoken to her probably in eight years or 10 years, but I can tell you, if I were to call her today, it would be like no time has, there was no time between the last time we spoke. That's the kind of friendships that are so valuable, that are like gems and jewels in my pocket. And I have another one that, you know, we talk a few times a year, not all the time, but I know that if I need um, somebody to, to talk to, she'll always be there. And those are the friendships that I'm talking about here. You can have I've got lots and lots of friends, but those that I can count on that are safe that I can trust and that they can trust me, um it goes both ways because they can encourage me but I can also have encouraging something to do and to speak into their lives too. So, uh, you know, I I found out that I was being selfish in a sense and by putting up my walls, um it was uh, for a reason. But that time came to a place where I needed to break down those walls. And I needed to start trusting, even if it was just in that one person that I really could trust, because she did something pretty brave and, and telling me, um, and, and she did that knowing that she could lose our friendship. It could put a barrier between us. But she, she was ready to take that chance. And because she cared so much for me and for my son. So it was interesting. And that's
0: that's what a really valuable friendship is. is I mean, and that's why it's so important to make the time for those friendships. And even like Jan said earlier, even if they're not related to your kids, they're so essential. And, you know, I was, as you were talking, it made me think of my girlfriend that I have known since I was, I want to say eight years old, um, Mm. maybe even younger. Um, And we've grown apart we don't talk with any kind of regularity but I mean we text every couple months just check in on with each other but I know without a shadow of a doubt that at any point at any time I can call her I can text her and she will be there and mm-hmm. she will support me 100% and she's the same kind of person she has no qualms with telling me when I'm out of my mind <laughs> <laughs> or when I'm being although she normally agrees with me which is why I think we're friends but um, but she does tell me when I'm wrong too and you know and it's those people knowing you have those people are very, very important. And not only is it important for you to have those friends for yourself, but it's important for you to be a friend like that to someone else. And so making that time is crucial. And I have learned that in recent years that it feels so good to know that I have people who support me and love me and that I can call at any point. But what I realized is that I wasn't giving the same thing back. And that it was always about me and my problems. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I built some, you know, i Dug a ditch, or I don't even know what terminology to use here, but I mean, I I ruined some friendships that way because they didn't feel like they were getting it in return, and and it was an eye opener for me because you also need to have it. It brings you, it brings you joy to know that you can be that for somebody else too. And that helps you be a better person and a better mom. I mean, mm-hmm. you can learn from your friendships and you can learn from these relationships. And not only are you setting an example for the kids by them seeing you do these things, But you're setting, you're allowing yourself to heal and you're allowing yourself to recharge and you're allowing yourself to reboot. You're allowing yourself to have an adult conversation, which especially for those (laughs) of you who are stay at home moms, um, even the, I mean, even the full-time workers, because when you got home from work and then you have to deal with the kids, you never get that chance to stop and recharge. And that's what friendships allow you to do is because your friends will challenge you, they'll push you and they hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that I was getting at a minute ago was, is that I was, being held accountable. And these friends, and, and like I said, these were good friendships and whatever, but because I wasn't giving that back, you know, they eventually drifted away and so they didn't become solid friendships. And I've, you know, I've since learned from that and I've learned the importance of picking up the phone and just checking in on someone and saying, hey, how are you? And, Mm -hmm. you know, or just shooting that text and just, you know, that inside joke that you guys have had for years. And it not only brings a smile to your face to know that you have that, but it brings a smile to their face knowing that they have that. And so it just, it's just a chain reaction and it's, it's a really healthy thing. And I'm not talking like, loads of friends. Like you have to have like these party friends that you can go out. I mean, it's not, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about these really core relationships, these really core people. And, you know, and again, we both just gave examples of friends that we talk to sporadically at best, but we consider them the gems in our pockets because we have built that foundation with them that we know is on solid ground.
1: Mm -hmm. And if I can say this without crying, Um, Yesterday was a really tough day, ladies, for me, and I had to leave work a little bit early. And on my way to where I needed to go, my phone rang, and Larissa called me. And um, that—I'm telling you, friends are a gift from God. And she just called to make sure that I was doing okay, And she didn't want details, although if I needed to talk about details, she would have been there for an hour. I know that. But that's what friends are for right there. And they are absolutely gifts from God. And so, you know, find that balance. I encourage you to find the balance of being a mom and having friendships, um, cultivating, creating wonderful friendships that you can trust, and that you could speak life into their lives too. They need you just as much as you need them. And I think that's the value, and there's so much more that goes into friendships. And I know some of you have had long term friendships and you know exactly what we're talking about. And if you're struggling right now trying to find that friendships, I just um, encourage you to ask God to show you what to do next where to go. Because that's the first step is really difficult. And the first step is you being brave enough to do that, to take the first step and to just call somebody and go have tea. Go, I say tea cuz I'm a tea drinker. <laughs> uh, coffee or lunch um or have them come over if they have a child then your child their child can can play and just see if that's something that's going to work. You've got to at least try because there's nothing like
0: friends in your life. Well, and one of and my core group um we are so close that we got to the point where we would be on the phone to organize when our activities were taking place so that our kids were in the same activities together, which has been, amazing because rehearsals are together and then, and then the carpool thing becomes an option. And obviously I trust these people beyond words. Um, and so I know, although I'm normally the one taking all the kids, mm. I had to check on that, Yeah, <laughs> but it gives us the capability to do things. And then that also we're, because we're on the same schedule, then that means we have the same weekends off and we have the same, thises, and it's just, it's just so, so important. Like I said, and I'm going to go back to this again. I know we've already said it twice, but I want to emphasize the importance of you recharging you getting that time that you need because your kids see that in you. And we're going to give you an example. Um, Marley is so funny. I'm a part of a lot of group texts and like I said, they're different kinds of friends, different walks of life, whatever. And I I'm not glued to my phone. So oftentimes my phone is shoved in the couch (laughs) somewhere or it's left in my office or whatever. But you know, there was, there's been times though, when Marley has seen me pick up my phone and she sees my facial expression change in a positive way. And she'll say, mommy, who was that? Can we send them a funny meme? You know, because she sees the joy it brings me to have those connections. And, sh- and that makes me a better person. I had that two seconds to laugh at the mm-hmm. stupid joke that my friend sent me. And so then that gives me the energy to face getting the dinner on the table or getting the laundry mm-hmm. done or not being exhausted anymore. And it's, it's amazing how a simple little meme from a friend or a simple phone call when you're having a bad day can give you that little spurt of energy that you need to finish Mm -hmm. whatever it is you were working on. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like I said, it's not even that I was in a bad mood that day. I was in a perfectly fine mood, but it was just, I went to another plane of happy and the, and it's funny because when I get to that kind of plane of happy and I get that way with her obviously too, but she always, whenever I get there, I always know that I've something about my body language has changed because she goes, I just love you (laughs) because, and that's her, I mean, obviously she's got different ways of telling me that she loves me, but when she says it like that, it's because she thinks I'm silly and Mm -hmm. she loves that I can just be silly with her. Right. And again, that's me being vulnerable with her because my friends allowed me to be vulnerable and break down those walls. Um, it is so important. It is so, so, so important that these foundations of friendships and relationships are built. And I've I've heard the phrase that my husband is my best friend. And while that is good, um, you need to have friends outside of that too. You need those people that you can just really talk to about everything. Not to say you can't do that with your spouse, but sometimes you need just that separation, someone who's not directly right. in the same situation that you're in because your husband's experiencing the same things that you are. Right. Um, again, I... I encourage you to, if you're not building those friendships, to go out and build them. And if you already have a lot of them and more than what you know what to do with, then start looking at, you know, are you fulfilling the friendship needs for them as well? You know, mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. so much to this. There's so much to break down. Hard to do in 30 minutes. Um, we love that you check in with us on this podcast and are a part of this with us. We want you guys to become our friends. Um, that's kind of cheesy and I had to plug ah, that in there. But sounds good. when I meet you guys at the conventions, it is really really, really special and there mm-hmm. is a connection and I would love for that to grow and blossom although most of you aren't in the same state as me but we would love for you to get on our social media platforms and try to build you know distant friendships, you know, with us or maybe with that somebody else, amazing. yeah. And the emails let us know the mm-hmm. things. And if you don't have that friendship brace and you don't have that someone who can pray for you or send you that funny meme, subscribe to our Facebook platform, check out the memes there, send us an email, and we'll pray for you. Um, we're so glad that you joined us. We hope that you guys are having a beautiful day, as beautiful as you. Um, we are on all the social platforms, our website is beencouraged.com. We look forward to to talking to you on the next podcast thank you for joining us bye